it's Jen the Builder. And uh, Corey. And we are going to break down today, today's episode in 22 minutes. 22, 22. Yeah, so Corey, what's going on? Let's have you lead. I know you are really big into news and what's happening. So what's happening? Uh, the biggest thing that uh, I've been reading about lately, and I, I, I'm not going to say it's the biggest thing. It's just one big thing that I've been reading about is uh, the Elon Musk situation and him trying to take over Twitter. Now, if you know us here at the Take the Elevator, we don't really have a specific side or a particular side that we stand on. And there's a reason why. Um, not because we want to be neutral or that we don't want to offend anyone. You know, you are what you are and you protest to be who you are. And that's fine with us. It's just that on certain things, there's no reason to take a side. Like, I don't really do Twitter. You do from time to time. Uh, <laughs> Scarcely. <laughs> I'm laughing because there's so much to do different outlets. Right. And I had run into a really cool cheat sheet that shows, okay, for this social media outlet, this is what you use it for. Right. I can't find it. So I tend to blur the lines and being very intentional on what to put on each. Yeah. And it's weird because, and I'm going to get to that Elon Musk story, but it's weird because if you don't know what, to use the platform for, you can kind of get into some strange things. Like there's always the sexual side of things that I know people use platforms for. And I don't ever want to just slip into that by accident because, you know, you just don't know who you're meeting and who you're asking to be your friend. And I know on Facebook for, for a fact, there's some either foreigners or there's some really thirsty for lack of a better term, people that put pictures up and they only have one picture and it's like this half naked woman. And it's like, on Facebook. Yeah. I'm like, I know you don't want to. Cause Facebook for me has always been that reunion place or where to keep in touch with family and friends. Absolutely. Right. That's what I use it for. Instagram is more, I want to say it's a little more hip than Facebook. And that's where you put your updates. And for me, it's for coaching and things like that. Right. Right. And then there's LinkedIn. Yeah. And then, like you said, Twitter. TikTok. We haven't even touched TikTok. Because I can't figure it out yet. And I don't I know that sounds <laughs> real bad. So please work with us here. We're we're still trying to crack the code on some of these platforms and how to best utilize right. them. And we're not full time in this. No. That's when you see a lot of people who have a social media presence this is what they do day in day out yeah we try to sneak it in what an eighth of our day yeah, yeah. And, and it's it's difficult but anyway back to elon and i, we I digress maybe i'll tell the thirsty song uh story at another time okay. but yes I've, I've been you know yeah anyway <laughs> <laughs> so elon is attempting to buy twitter and maybe he'll be at a better position uh, by the time you hear this, but the board is attempting to stop him because they don't want to give him control over Twitter. There's a lot of politics involved in this, but I'm not going into the political aspect. Okay. That's why I said I'm not taking a side. Uh, what I do know is that the board gets a nice sum of money a year. So like something like 250000 to $300,000 a year just to be on the board to go to meetings. And so, wow, yeah, that's the kind of board I want to be a part of. <laughs> but Elon made it very clear that if he takes over, he's going to eliminate those positions. And I know for a fact 
that has to strike some insecurity and some fear in some people about their positioning on that board. So I can I can see. So eliminate the positions or the people? Both. Oh, yeah. he's going to do away with that position altogether. Interesting. Yeah. Because I think there's board members for a good reason. And that's to kind of balance that out, regulate check you know that's what a board is yeah that's what a board typically is for but uh when people new owners new Uh, ownership takes over a a company i'm sure they assess and say to themselves what's necessary and what's not and that's another form of regulation when you got someone that's uh taking over a company and they're saying okay i can save money here and when you look at that amount of money that's being saved from that yeah i'm sure Elon being one of the most richest people on the planet Earth always looks at how he can save money. Right. And how how much do you buy Twitter for? Uh, I believe, don't quote me, but I believe he put up $43 billion. Holy cow. Yeah. And that was not an insecure move. (laughs) No, no. And I love that you're bringing up the word insecure because we are going to talk about that. Yes, I'm doing that on purpose. Yeah. So we wanted to take a pause, though, if you don't mind, before we go into self-awareness now becoming self-regulation, which is important because as you become aware of things and things that you're feeling like insecurities, how do you move through that how do you come out of that how do you regulate yes yes i know that word is like but that's what it is it's regulating so today by the way guys is national telephone day oh telephone yes and i'm just thinking of all the songs with the word telephone in it but i'm not gonna sing don't worry uh they thought that in 2020 all landlines were gonna be done away with Really? Yeah. That's amazing because I found out probably five years into cell phones that landlines would never die or go away because it's essential to have landlines to support and keep the the cell lines up and running. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking that we should get a landline because we live strictly off cell phones. And by the way, they say if you have a landline... I know it's easier to have a wireless phone, which is great to have, but make sure you have a phone that actually plugs into the wall and not a corded phone. Yeah. Which is probably massively expensive at this point in time because they're so rare. I want one. I want the rotary one. Bringing it back. (laughs) Those are always fun for me. You know, I know that I keep doing this going back in time, throwback. Thursday, and it's not even Thursday, where you just kind of reminisce, and it's so nostalgic to think about landlines and all the stories with phones and stuff like that. Yeah, the only thing I can think about when I think about the nostalgia of a phone is that big brick phone that came out for the first cell phone. And I just remember (laughs) thinking, how cool is this? And now I see it, and I'm like, wow, that's so not cool. Yeah. But, you know, times change, and... Coolness evolves, right? Absolutely. So, happy National Phone Day. I just appreciate it because we can communicate. And now, with the way phones are, you just communicate every which way. I don't even know what to use anymore for communication because 
It's a smorgasbord of apps. Yeah. It's a smorgasbord of GIFs and emojis. And I think Apple actually just added more emojis. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about self-regulation. So this is kind of that when I am feeling this, I will do this. And I think insecurity is a great place to start. Corey, I don't know if you've had moments of insecurities lately, uh, I have for sure having this new position and it being a lot bigger than what I used to do. So I used to focus on maybe a thousand team members and now it's a focus on all 3000 and it's not just way uh, by way of training processes. It's a way of growing and developing people in leadership um, people who come in at entry level and just following them throughout their whole life cycle. That's a huge deal to me. And I say this with a smile. If you, I wish you guys could see me, I'm smiling this whole time because although I do have moments of insecurities or I did have those insecurities, I'm very excited about the position. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes uh, perfectly good sense. And so, you know, my, I, I start, thought to myself, I'm going to say that, this is more of a personal insecurity, but what insecurity is not personal? Right. So, uh, I see what you say. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I've been dealing with this insecurity for some time now, some years. And so, yes, I'm building up my courage to speak on it because it's, it's close to me. And, you know, we, we hide and protect our insecurities yeah. so that people don't see our vulnerability and then exploit that at any given moment, you know? Sure. So as a as a child, I remember hearing certain stigmas and certain uh, stereotypes about people of color. Um, I think it's specifically black people too, right? Yeah, I, I typically don't use that word for myself being mm. black or being African American or even mm. Negro. Um, there, there are specific words I do choose to use, but uh, we'll get into that at another time. I did notice that people typically labeled people that look like me as being lazy. Mm-hmm. And that always haunted me all throughout my life. Like I never wanted to appear to be or even look lazy right? or even be lazy. And, uh, that's always something that I'm I'm insecure about. Yeah, like that's a big one. Yeah, it's huge. Have you was that said to you personally, or was it kind of hearsay and what you heard in conversation? So here's what's funny about that. Yeah. Um. And I hate to even put this on on my family, but there and they didn't say it to me. Right. They said it to a group of the kids that were hanging out, and mm. and it was like a a family vacation type of deal, but they don't know what it did to me on the inside. Cause I heard it said like, you kids are lazy and it just really ripped me apart. And I was like, you'll never say that about me again. You cause I took it personally. And most insecurities I've learned over the years that, you know, if you say something about weight, the person that has the insecurity about weight took that personally. Oh, yeah. If you say something about height, the person that has insecurities about their height sure. takes it personally. They don't say, mm-hmm. oh, well, they were talking to everybody. You know, they didn't they weren't talking about me. We take it very personally. And so 
just recently, I, I learned a lot about my insecurities through my coaching. And so I just realized like, wow, I really need to be able to regulate this and, and dial this in on how it's affecting me mm. and what it's doing to me. Yeah, that is very um, brave of you to be vulnerable in that sense, even in this podcast. I know you and I have talked about that's different. We're husband and wife. Yeah. Uh, and so that's really influenced how you move and how you behave because you're trying to prove to everyone I'm not lazy. So, and now, and I'm so glad that you discovered that because I've always said, man, Corey, you're, you're really intense. Like, I just need you to bring it down because it sometimes it add pressure to my already pressured life. Right, Right. Right. And so to have that discovery. So, now, with that being said, well, I want to ask you a question, but I, I want to pause for my insecurities because you touched it. It's the weight. Mm. And the way I've dealt with that insecurity, and it, it's been really significant throughout my life, is like I'll do the punchline before anyone else does right. about my weight just to get it done out of the room, out of the air. This is what you're thinking. So let me just go ahead and say it. And I hate to say this. As a matter of fact, I was just doing a leadership development workshop not my greatest moment but i was talking about how leaders um should lead their remote teams right and my point was is that a virtual relationship can work Mm -hmm. and i've said i said it i said believe it or not i was in a virtual relationship and it worked just fine it's doable and i didn't even catfish him and i it this was me in all my glory and i after right after i said it why would i put me down by implying that I would need to catfish anyone for a virtual relationship to work. Right. Talk about an insecure moment when you're supposed to be role modeling. Right. You know what I mean? And so it's those things that can really mess with you. Yeah, man. And I appreciate you telling that story because again, that that's very transparent and I know it's hard to do, especially when it's something that you're insecure about. Yeah. Yeah. And every day I'm working on that piece, um, being comfortable in my skin, number one, because I'm not going to lose the weight I want in one day. So what does that look like, right? If it's going to take me a year, every day, am I going to throw a punchline to deal, you know, to address? No, no way. Like, why would I do that? So let's talk about that. When I'm feeling insecure, this is what I will do. So when you're feeling insecure, Corey, about the... And I want to say that most people, I I shouldn't say that actually, some people may feel that way about people of color, that they're lazy. I've heard it, Mm -hmm. you know? So when those thoughts come, then how, what do you do? What do I typically do or what am I planning on doing? What are you planning on doing? So what I'm planning on doing is, um, first, oh, so let me say this real quick before I jump into that. So imagine this, and I'm talking to every, all the listeners. Imagine walking into a party with 10 people. Mm -hmm. So you and nine other people are walking into a party. Okay. And as you're walking into the party, a few people turn and see all these people walking into a party. Now that per those few people that are turning around and looking, they're probably saying, Oh, there's more people coming. Then you got a few people going, Oh, I know that person. Because you're all coming to this party. And then you have a few people sizing people up like, oh, she's pretty. Oh, she's this. He's this. He's that. Or, you know, 
But we, what we have to do as individuals is not walk into the party, the 10 of us, and say, these people are looking at my insecurity and thinking about only my insecurity because that's what most people with insecurities think. Right. They automatically think that yes. everyone's looking at me because I'm blank or blank right. or blank. And you fill in the blank. That's the story we're telling ourselves. That's the story we're telling not ourselves. based on truth. And that's what I'm not going to do anymore. And yes. that's what I'm planning on implementing into those insecure moments. And yeah. no, I never walked into a party and thought that people turned around and said, oh, there's a lazy guy. Right. <laughs> but, you know, there's those conversations. And sure. So what do you do for a living? Where do you work? Mm. And and here you go. So yeah. you, now you you've... Got this resume, and because you know this is gonna happen, you've prepared, and so you pull out your notepad and you're right. flipping pages. So I do this, and then I do this, and right. then how many kids? Well, I raised three kids, and they were all adults, and they went to college, and they did. And this. I did a dang good job. Right. Yeah, you give your whole resume, and I'm playing back conversations, and I just want to be honest. There are times and say, oh, what what does Corey do? Mm-hmm. And what you do for a living is your facilities coordinator. And that's what it is. That's, that's what, what it that's is. That's what you mean, right? Like, what does he do for a job? And then I feel the need to say, and he's also managing a band and he's the co-host of a podcast and he did an amazing job raising our children. And oh yeah. And we were in youth ministry and oh yeah, we did this. And the question is, is what is that for? Right. Why are we having to justify who we are and what we do to people? You know what I mean? It, yeah. yeah. So I like where you're going. So you're saying you're just walking in there and when the that insecurity comes up, you're not going to prove it wrong because to assume that that's what people are thinking. Right. Is a far-fetched yeah. fantasy that we've told ourselves a thousand, a million times and walking into into a place or having a conversation. So it's important that we we self-regulate, have that conversation yeah. and say, okay, nobody's thinking that. And if they are, they will expose themselves. Sure. And it's better for someone to expose themselves opposed to you exposing your right. insecurity. Right. So for me, and I, I'm noticing the time, but I want to say this. In my younger years, that insecurity, man, it's it's tough. The culture you're raised in, you know, yeah. the emphasis on what is deemed as beautiful. You'd be so much more beautiful if this. So that's years and years of carrying it. And here's what I do know. To self-regulate, you've got to let the past go. Yeah, you Because you to. can get really stuck there. And it's not a good place to be stuck. So you recognize what I'm feeling right now what my focus is for the future. So I think for me, same with you to think that, you know, when I walk in a room, the first thing they notice is my weight. Or when I go up to speak, the first thing they say is, Oh, who, do, who is she to be the subject matter expert on this? When look at her holistically, she doesn't have the physical part of her life together. And that comes from being a nurse as well. I remember applying for jobs for case management and you, I automatically thought they would judge me based on my size as if I couldn't successfully work with a patient or a client to where they could get healthy. And I always address that in an interview. Mm. And the way I addressed it was it takes one to know one. Right. Like I can totally relate 
I know what they're going through, and that makes me a more effective and powerful case manager. Side note, it did. Because it for me, it just kept me really in touch with reality of what people go through, right? Right. So I think for me, not I think, when I start to feel insecure, number one, edit my story. You know, I'm making up this story. There's no reason to go there. Um, really appreciate and accept myself for who I am. I know I'm beautiful, hands down. Like, that's never been a question in my mind, both inside and outside. Right. But I'm just going to give myself more credit than I do instead of listing all the things that make me not the person to do, to do this when I totally am because it's what I'm doing. Right. Absolutely. You know? and, and I know the feeling. And so I've been there on that road and it's a long road. And the crazy part about it is the longer you stay on it, the longer the road gets. So you'll never get off. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. So let's get off the road and get on to higher, more elevated ways of being, elevated ways of thinking. Appreciate yourself because you are beautiful. You are able. You are strong, right? Flaws and all. No one's perfect. And I dare anyone to say they are, you know? So, Corey, thank you so much for such an impactful episode. I love where it went. I hope our listeners did too. You know us to take the elevator. We say look up and let's elevate. Every day.